Salt and light is what we'll be talking about this morning, but as we begin our, our quest of what we're doing, who we are, I, I want to just emphasize who you become in Christ is more important than what you're doing now. Although what you do, what you do right now is very important, it's molding you and it's changing you, and as you pursue your degree fields and start to date or start to uh, work, it's a big struggle that we all have is, what am I worth? What am I doing? Do I have purpose? Is who I am based on what I have on my bio, right? Because I can, trust me, I can put some good Instagram bio up. If you see the spiritual life in Chapel One, it's not really that good because I'm not that creative. So if you're creative, I need help. But we can stack on our stats. We can stack on how many points we scored in the ball game, or what, how much we lift, or how, much, how fast we run, or what our GPA is. We're compared by who we date and what we study here, and we label ourselves way too fast, and many people label us way too fast before they get to even know us, right? You know, as, as Christians, we are called to be salt and light, but oftentimes Christians are the ones causing the most division, disturbances. We're the ones causing the most hatred, and we fight amongst one another. Why is that? Why aren't Christians united? I think because we've been deceived to follow our own will. We've been deceived to follow our own selfish ambition instead of being like Christ and being salt and light. We're so ambitious of trying to attain a certain GPA, and we want to get playing time, and we're going to be patient about it, and we're going to rehearsal and practice hours and hours of the week. But sometimes we just don't have that standard what mom and dad wanted us to be like. And we feel like we're a failure because we were on probation one semester. Hey, Lord still loves you. Salt and light. Do you struggle with identity? Do you struggle with who you are? It's not the clothes you wear that makes you. Trust me, you can have a good outfit, but it's what's inside the heart. The Lord judges what's inside your heart. We can fool people, can't we? We can speak well, we can dress well, and we can hide our insecurities behind our athletic performance. We can doll up, can't we? But God wants us to be in a position where we're broken, and we know we're in need of his mercy. And as Christians, my challenge for myself and us today is that we would take the call of being salt and light serious as Jesus was here on the Sermon on the Mount. He spoke to the crowds, and then he said to the disciples, you are salt and light. Who's heard of NF? Has anyone heard of NF, the rapper? You like him? Yeah or nay? Okay, you like him? Hey, seniors, where are you at, seniors? Make some noise, seniors. Goodness. Hey, make some noise if you've got everything figured out after you graduate. Right? <laughs> right? Seniors, I hope you listen to this message. You don't have to have it figured out but I hope you're doing due diligence on your side. You don't need to know what you're going to do, but I hope you start working on that. It's not about the degree you finish with that makes you who you are. Our identity is in Christ. It's not the education you receive. It's salt and light because what you, when you leave here, things change. So now I want to go into a clip or actually a photo of the music video, The Search, if Jace can move on to that. So who feels like anyone feel like this right now? 
that's a bad picture, right? You're like, mm, uh, Jose, I don't know. That's lonely. So this is the person that's in their pursuit of Christ and not sure, so you're changing degrees and changing relationships, going back and fro. You're looking at things and you're thinking, Am I, should I be even be in sports? Should I be in SGA? Should I be in FCA? Should I be in these things because I feel unqualified because of the way I conduct my lifestyle? So you're wandering here in your life trying to please mom and dad, trying to please a professor. And quite frankly, we ought to, but we're to please God in what we do. In our life, we are to please God in our athletics. We're to please God in our academics. We're to please God when we're in the calf here in our classrooms. You're privileged to be in a place like this. This is a privilege. You're privileged to be in education. But here, he's searching through the song. He's searching what his purpose is. He makes money. He's famous. But deep down, he's still dealing with anxiety and depression. It seems to me like he's still dealing with suicidal thoughts. It seems to me like he's still in darkness. And he has no idea what to do. And I'm going to read the lyrics because it's too fast for me. Because I don't understand it. I had to look it up on YouTube. But I think when I slow it down, I think he's going to relate to many of us in here. The sales can arise doesn't mean much, though, when your health declines. See, we've all got something that we've trapped inside that we try to suffocate, you know, it's, you know, hoping it dies. Try to hold it underwater, but it always survives. Then it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise. Then it hovers over you to tell you millions of lies. You don't relate to that. Must not be as crazy as I am. The point I'm trying to make is the mind is a powerful place, and what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way. As we journey into the Christian walk, we simply must admit, if you're here, you're struggling with who you are. It's hard. He says some words that you'd be concerned. If one of your friends told you that, you'd be like, brother, you need to go talk to somebody. But I'm getting into our thought life, into our mind, because that affects what we do and how we behave and what we pursue. But as Christians here, although we go through this in our hearts and minds, because we do, and my friend, if you do not believe in Christ, I pray that you would trust and put your, save, your faith in Christ Jesus today to set you free from your sins. If he's calling to you today, Christians aren't perfect. We don't claim to be. We're saved by grace through faith. And although sometimes you're waiting on Christians to fail, you roast us. But you also hold your, have to hold yourself to another standard of what standard do you hold yourself by as well? Well, you wait until you pounce on Christians and then you won't forgive us and you hold that against us and you blame everyone else for the problems and you consider one Christian the same as all. Are you searching for identity? Because once you graduate, basketball's done with, swimming's done with, theater's done with, music is done with. You can be like me if you want to and be a has-been. Join the club. One day it will occur, but enjoy these moments because they're precious right now. But don't let this be who you are because we all know if you've been in the sport and now you, play, now you don't play, you feel like you don't belong. And kind of like, you're kind of like there because you couldn't do it or you quit or you transitioned out, right? Uh, you feel like you weren't good enough, so you have guilt and shame because you're not a part of that team. That team is not your identity, although they may be your friends and family, what you do here for the kingdom is our identity. 
The legacy, legacy you live here is your identity. Seniors, you're done already. Who are you impacting now? What will they say about you when you leave here? What will they really say about you when they strip everything down, when you're gone after a few months? But Christ challenges us to live this holy and godly standard. In Matthew 5, chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 14, we have this two metaphors, salt and light. I'll read it from my Bible. You know, I can't see sometimes, and that's why I have to squint, because I'm blind, and I'm too prideful to get glasses. You are the salt of the earth, verse 13. But if salt has lost its taste, now it's not talking about being salty. I don't want you to confuse that like someone's salty, right? But how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light, Christian, of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the stand, and it gives light to all the house in the same way. Christians, let your light shine before others, your friends in chapel, in the calf, in class, on sports, on weekends. Why? So that they may give, see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the text we're looking at. I've got a question. Who has influence in your life? Who has influence in your life? Well, we can tell. If you have friends that you hang out with, you kind of dress like them, right? Or if they buy a certain outfit, you kind of sway that way. Or who influences you? Because who influences you have given them permission in a special spot in your heart and lives? Christians, are we being the influences we ought to be on campus? Christians, are we being salt and light here? What was salt? used for it was to preserve but also it was to heal for wounds light and salt here jesus calls us to be is a radical shift in this culture when this culture says the louder you scream the more we hear you when this culture says the more we're divisive we get the more unified we become this culture is against christians this culture is against truth this culture isn't hearing truth because they've lost what truth is. They've lost what morality is, what ethics are. It's upside down now as Christians. For us to be salt and light in this community, it's going to take us living and abiding in the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be you and I living on our own strength because we're going to fail tomorrow. We're going to fail right now. We can't live on our own strengths. But who has the influence on your life? Think about this. Who's your role model? But I'm asking you in here, which of you has influence on the campus? And who follows you? Right? Who follows you? I'm not talking about Instagram. Who follows you here? Who's your clique? Who do you hang out with? Those are people that have influence in your life. Now the question is, what do they feed your mind? Is it poison? Always negative? Or are you hanging out with people who are just above here? Right? I like to hang out with people who are Smarter than me, and that's about everybody. I like to hang out with people who are just uh, up here because that pushes me. I like to hang out with people where I feel conviction around them because it makes me repent of my sin. When you hang out with Christians, if you are salt, a Christian will be vibrant. 
You may even feel conviction around them. Sometimes. A good type of conviction. When you're around the Christian who's vibrant and is light of the world, they will not be ashamed of the gospel. They're going to stand up when there's controversial conversations. And when you're out in the cafe or you're out downtown, you will be light. You won't be afraid of wearing the Christian t-shirt. You won't be afraid of praying out in public. You won't be afraid. It says, you are the salt of the earth. Who is it that has influence in your life? Some of us have lost influence here, haven't we? Maybe. Some of you are gaining influence. But we all have a stereotype people put us in. Oh, you're just a human health performance major. You're just sports administration. You're just bio. You're just theology. You're just theater. They clump us in so fast and do not give us a chance to talk. Why do we do that? We've deceived ourselves in becoming like the world. We've deceived ourselves becoming so quick to be angry, so quick for anger, so quick for rage, so quick to act on our flesh. But Jesus, he spoke to the crowd here in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. What are the Christian qualities? If I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 5, I don't have this on the screen, Jace, but I need to read to you what Jesus said about what our identity is as salt and light. Because this follows in verse 13. He says, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed here are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are you, Christian, here, when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Be glad and rejoice, for your reward is great in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets so they who were before you. Right here, now Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how, it's, how shall saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under. You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under the basket. But on a stand, it gives light to all the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's the context we're in now. The Sermon on the Mount. He speaks to the crowds. And then we see a change in terms now. Okay, crowds, this is it. But now disciples, so I'm going to focus on the believers, the remnant. You are the salt here. You are the light here. You are the salt. Do you give flavor? Do you preserve relationships? Do you seek to reconcile? Do you seek to forgive? Even, even though someone did falsely slam your name, falsely accuse you, do you seek to forgive and restore because Jesus did it to us? He forgave you when we didn't deserve it. He set our example. You are salt and earth. You are salt of the light. You are salt 
Christian, how do you exercise your faith? How do you exercise this? How do you do it? It's hard, right? Isn't it hard being the Christian amongst people who just think you're goofy, you're weird, it's not true, I hate God, I've been hurt by the church, I've been hurt by church leaders, I don't know where God is at, I'm everywhere. Look, I just came here to play sports, I'm not, I'm not down with all this religious stuff, it's not me. Christians, this is the world you live in, you're assaults and you're a light. When they're getting on your last nerve but you're trying to be salt and light, anyone feel like that right now? Amen? Amen. It's hard, Christians. And you're not alone, Christian. Not only are you salt, but you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. That TikTok video almost like the scribes do that. That is so me right now. I like want to punch somebody, and I want to say a bad word that's rated low that I can't say in church, but I thought about it, and I feel bad about it. I want to say that to, I want to say what I feel to that person because it would feel so good and they deserve it. You don't know what they've done to me. I can't put up with them. I just bump heads with them. I literally just hate them. I can't stand their presence. And when I walk into the cafe, I want to leave. I can't forgive them. I hate when they sit, I hate when they sit in the front row and answer all the questions. Don't you think like that, Christian? But let me tell you, it's what I think sometimes as a Christian. We think these thoughts, but I have to say, no, I take it captive. Lord, forgive me. I make it submit to Christ. If I am the light of the world, I will be going to, this is darkness here. We live in darkness. So the few Christians we have here, you want to take an evangelism course, it's here. You can take the advanced honors course in the cafe if you want to. You can even evangelize in chapel if you want to. I'm not going to be against you. People need Christ here. But the only way people are going to know who Christ is by what? What is that? That they may say your good works and give glory to God, your Father who is in heaven. What does that even mean, though? If I'm supposed to be light of the world, what does that even mean? Good works? It does not mean this, that you can come to 30 chapels this year. You can go to church every day. You can have the best GPA. You can be involved in your resume. It can be stacked. You can have nice clothes, and you can come from a good lineage. You can have everything together, and you can be a good person But the Bible says that no one's righteous, no, not one. No one seeks for God. No one understands. They've all been astray. We're corrupt. Our heart is corrupt. Because we're corrupt, that means this, that God calls us out of darkness. See, God calls us out of darkness. He calls you when he says, come. He raises you from the dead spiritually. He revives your heart. When God calls you out of darkness, Ephesians says that we are dead in our trespasses and sin. The Bible says that we all fall short glory of God. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through, through, through our Christ, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive me on that. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says for by grace through faith you're saved. Not, as, not a result of works, so no one, no one may boast. 
salvation. What did Christ have to do for us? He came down, didn't relinquish his deity, fully God and fully man. We rebelled against him. We chose to rebel. He sent his only begotten son, Christ, born of a virgin, submitting to the will of the Father, lived perfect without sin, without blemish, knowing one day that he would have to go to that cross, knowing that those would yell crucify him, the same ones that yell Hosanna, knowing that even though we think evil thoughts, knowing that evil, even though we think negatively, even though we still struggle with, can I get honest, when we still struggled and we pursued the action, when we pursued weed, when we pursued liquor, when we pursued sex, when we pursue it, God still knew that he would send his son to die for that. He sent his son to die, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That he demonstrated his own love while in this stage. So do you know how you feel when that happens? Like nothing. You feel like bottom barrel, like you're worthless. He died for that. And on that cross, God sent it says, it was the, Isaiah says it was the will of the Father to crush his son. And the son would take the weight of sin of the world and bear it upon himself. And this great exchange would occur. This love and this wrath and this holiness of God would be poured upon the son. And Jesus would, Jesus would bear the weight of sin and he would be buried. But three days later he would rise in victory over death and in victory over sin. Now you and I, because of the death, burial, and resurrection, we can now say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for making much of myself. Forgive me for be, putting so much stuff in me, like my identity. God, it's not about me. Forgive me for making things not make sense about my life. Forgive me for not trusting you, God. Forgive me for not being light and sought. Forgive me, Lord. As a Christian, we have to know one thing, that Jesus is the light. He is delight. We are called to be light in this darkness. In John 12, 46, it says this, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Look at that. Whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Many of us are living in darkness now. It's not good works that saves you, but we're created for those good works, that we should walk in them. He's prepared them for us. Don't you think it's not, it's, not a, it's not an imputed drip drop grace that's going to save you? Baptism won't save you. Going through a catechism won't save you. Having a church membership won't save you. It's in Christ alone that will bring you salvation, trusting in Christ. Because he is the light of the world, and the invitation is open to everyone that would believe. The Bible says if we confess with our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He's faithful to forgive us. Look at the cross. He's done it already. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, so he's removed our transgressions from us. Christian, if you've not been living as salt and light, I'm going to provide you a time to come up and repent of the sin. I'm calling Christians to repent, even myself. If we want to claim this name of Jesus and Christians on this campus, in our calf, we have to have conviction and the urgency of following Christ. I like what Steve Lawson says about who we are and who he is. 
God isn't simply put off by our brokenness, weakness, failure, and sin. He simply declares them not true of us anymore because you're new in Christ. He is saying, now you have a new identity. Saint, blessed, chosen, adopted, redeemed, and forgiven. The power of grace should never be underestimated. You have to see when you are God's chosen and he selected you and he's cleansed you. This is who you are. You're not that gunk no more. You're not that trash no more. You're alive in Christ. You are a new person in Christ. You're salt and light. But I also think our hearts must utter this type of sincerity if we desire this invitation. I like what John, our next slide, Grace, Grace Abounding in the Chief of Sinners. This is a good book. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. He's saying this, you are my only hope. I have no righteousness in myself. I am overwhelmed with my sin and guilt. I am under the wrath of God. My own conscience condemns me and makes me miserable. I am perishing. Darkness is all about me. Have mercy upon me. I trust you. If you are not a Christian, just say, have mercy on me. I trust you. The Bible says that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever would believe it in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He has, bring, he has came to give us life. He has came to call us out of darkness. Christian, are we being salt of the earth and light of the world? Jesus, we give this your time. It's not about us. But you continue working the hearts of everyone here. In Christ we pray. Amen.